630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Hour number two, Oilers Now in this hour. Bruce Garriock out of Ottawa, one of the most plugged in men in the business. Uh, we'll get to some of your texts and tweets. There's some funny ones coming in after Joe was on me about the right stuff. And uh, we'll also hear from Serge Lajoie. He's the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. Uh, big uh, playoff series against Mount Royal. They win that to go to national championships. They're the two-time reigning champs. But their uh, head coach, the guy to them there, Ian Herbers, is on the order staff. The orders are in Anaheim. The team is having an avail as we speak, about uh, 15 floors lower than where I'm at. It will be Honors Nielsen starting in goal. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now, email us OilersNow at 630Chat.com. And the second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Hugh Porter is the biggest Bruce Garriott fan I know. Digitex, Canada's largest Canon dealership where their main goal is to save you time and money and provide true Alberta service. Check them out at Digitex.ca. Digitex now has a massive supplies division where you can find uh, paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. Very quickly before we go to Bruce, uh, Cole wants to know, he says, Bob, do you have the right stuff? Uh, another text coming in out of Edmonton. Bob, the last caller was an idiot. Please define the right stuff for me, please. And Tove Allen, who loves giving it to us all, every show, says, Bob, is that guy from Red Deer or what? Uh, which is sort of my standard uh, joke. Anyhow, I digress. So we bring aboard Bruce Garriott out of Ottawa. Bruce, uh, what do you think? You got the right stuff? Or does Peter Shirelli have the right stuff for Edmonton? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, look, Pete's got a proven track record. He said he'd... You know, it's kind of, the day when the Stanley Cup in Boston, I actually I spoke to him, you know, cause he's from Ottawa, and I, they wanted to call him on Peter Shirelli because, and it was odd because, you know, guys go into a place with a five-year plan, and they don't always win in that five-year window, but then they actually did. So, no, I think he'll be just fine. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a, a funny situation here. I mean, you can well imagine uh, that the fans in Edmonton are not enthused with where this team is standing. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's hard to preach patience there. There's no question. Yeah. You know, right, I, and that's a, that's a given. Uh, but I guess the thing that concerns me a bit with, with, with some of the fans, not all, is suddenly they've started to devalue some of the good order players. There's, and, hey, the orders have had some bad players here. Eric Belanger was a bad player. Ben Eager was not a good player for this group. Uh, Nikita Keaton was a bad signing. You know, there might have even been some people that tried to talk some of the people in Oilers management out of doing that. You don't know. Maybe maybe a guy did that. Uh, you know, they spent $11.5 million this season on the combination of Nikita Ference and... Uh, and Mark Fain. They, they signed uh, Ference a couple years ago when Dallas Akins came aboard. They made a guy who'd never been a captain a captain at 34 years of age when he'd be challenged to play top four minutes. Uh, and then they signed the Keaton the next year and signed Fain. And none of those guys have been able to consistently play at, uh, uh, you know, a top four level. And that's sort of limited what they could do defensively. And their, their defense is challenged. So from your perspective, you know Peter a little bit all the way back to his days in Ottawa. Um, what do you think he's thinking of, of what's gone on here? Well, I think if you look at the situation that he went into, one of the things that Peter is and that I know about him is very methodical. So anything he does and any move he makes is done with a plan. And he doesn't 
just he's not the kind of guy who who just pulls the trigger on a deal for the sake of pulling a trigger. Um, if he wants to do things, he'll do them because he's he, you know it can help lead to another move. And um, so I think you have to look at that. You know, it's funny. You know, people rip him for that Tyler Sagan deal. Well. Louis Erickson has turned out in Boston, and so has Joe Morrow. I mean, you know, I think that that even even though maybe the Dallas Stars got the best player in that deal, they they felt Boston felt at the time that they had to move away from Sega. That wasn't the worst deal. I don't think the Bruins in, in the end will ever be the will be a deal that the Bruins ever made. And and you know, they probably should have signed Erickson last summer. Given the amount of tension and the way he's played this year, and what he, and the amount of tension that he's getting on the trade deadline, because I think there would be certain there would be several teams that would argue that Erickson might be a better player than Andrew Ladd at this point. Uh, we're joined by Bruce Garriock out of Ottawa, now with Post Media. So you're in two different papers in Ottawa. Uh, this is our Around the NHL segment. It is brought to you by WorldFloorCarpets.com. Stretching about stains and accents on your carpet is a thing of the past with lifeguard waterproof ba- uh, carpet backing from Shaw Floors. If you have pets and kids, be confident your home is clean and fresh with lifeguard carpet from Shaw Floors. For details, visit WorldFloorCarpets.com. All right, let's do this, uh, Bruce. Last night, Andrew Ladd went. Does this now mean that the next two pieces to go will be Eric Stahl and potentially Louis Erickson, and then we'll see we'll, we, we will see a lot of moves uh, after those get made? Do you think? I could be I could be wrong, but I'm in, I'm in the school where I don't think Erickson's going to move, and and I, I don't base that anything other on the on the fact that the Boston Bruins are in the race right now, and I know they're wrestling with this in their front office at this moment. Is they're in the race right now? They're in the playoff picture. They've got the ability. To make the playoffs, if they trade Louis Erickson, Bob, they got to go and get another forward. Well, okay, so they turn around and get Boddicker. Does that make them a better team? I don't think so. Uh, I, I happen to think that, you know, I think Carolina has really been torn on what they. I, I, I was told uh, earlier this week that they still have the for sale sign hung out there, and that you know Eric Stahl is absolutely. Uh, uh, a guy that uh, look, they, people keep saying, "Well, he hasn't been asked to waive his no trade clause." Well, I got news for you: he's not going to be asked to waive his no trade clause until they've got a deal in place. And when they've got a deal in place, or maybe they have two or three teams that they think they're close to a deal with, at that point they go to him and ask him to waive the no trade clause. I, I think, though, if you ask me to pick out of three guys, Boddicker, Erickson, and Stahl, I would say that that that. Boddicker would probably go before either of those two guys. What about the guys in Edmonton? Teddy Purcell, Justin Schultz. I mean, these are the usual suspects. Personally, I believe there might be a little bit of interest in Korpikoski as well. Yeah. Um, you don't, do you see any of the bigger names, uh, a Hall or Nugent Hopkins or Neverlay going right now? Well, I think no. I think because I think that those are summertime deals, and, and if 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 they were going to trade either of those guys, I think they're trading them for immediate help, aren't they? Well, you're not getting immediate help at a trade deadline. I saw this with the scenario here with the goaltenders. Now, Ottawa was in a position to trade either one of its goalies last year at the deadline because um, Robin Leonard was still hurt at that juncture, but they got what they wanted for him at the draft. I think you have to look at the the same position with the Oilers, uh, with 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 uh, Nugent Hopkins, Eberle, or, or I guess Yakupov has been mentioned as well. I, I do think that, that – uh, Ted Purcell is, uh, you know, 
if you ask me to put a percentage on it, I'd say 90%. You know, they, they held them out of the lineup last night. They didn't hold them out because yeah. they're not going to trade them. It's probably 99% they're going to trade them. It's not just a matter of, uh, of if, it's a matter of when. And uh, I think there's some serious interest in Justin Schultz and I think in that that QO is scary for some teams, but I think that the that's a deal they'll be able to make as well. And there there has been some interest in Korpakowski, no question. We're joined by uh, Bruce Garriott. Bruce, the Ottawa Senators, were you, did that enough trade come out of the uh, left field for you? Well, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of heard something about it on the weekend, but i, I got to be honest. I never thought that the Toronto Maple Leafs would, would trade with the Ottawa Senators and would trade their captain to the Ottawa Senators. Um, I think that that what what you had there though was two general managers who are veteran general managers who've been around a long time and aren't afraid to make moves with each other. I think in the past, and I, like, there's been guys in these chairs who have been afraid to trade with each other. I mean, how, how many how many how many times have Calgary and Edmonton made a trade over the year? Not very often, right? There was one a few years ago. Yeah, the uh, Schmied deal. Yeah. Uh, McTee did the Schmied deal, and Tamalini did the Stales deal. Yeah, and, and I remember Stales, when Stales got dealt, everybody was like, wow, you know, you were part of a you were part of a deal between Calgary and Edmonton. It, it, just, it's so odd, and I, I don't think we'd see a deal like that very often. Well, it was a big deal, and I, and I bring that deal up today because the Toronto Maple Leafs, have put uh, Jaron Cowan on waivers, and it sounds like they might park him for the rest of the year uh, so they can buy him out. He's a one-third buyout in the offseason. Actually, I think they would get a, a, a bonus for next season because of how his contract works. Yeah. Uh, so basically, in the end, the Toronto Maple Leafs traded Dion Phaneuf for a second-round draft choice. Yeah, and and, and they don't the, they, because – they don't really have any plans. The plan is to buy him out. Now they they get Milan McCulloch in the deal. And I think uh, you know McCulloch will be a good player for him, and he does have a year left. And I I don't think there's any plans to buy him out. I I think the thing with Cowan is they can't afford to I mean, get hurt because if he gets hurt, they can't buy him out. Yeah. So you don't. I I don't think you want to take that risk. If you, if you, it's not good for him, but I, but I think that that's the thinking there, Bob, is they don't want to risk him getting hurt and being unable to buy him out. All right, so Chicago stepped up. They got Andrew Ladd yesterday. Uh, I actually think Winnipeg did okay in that trade. They got a first-rounder. Uh, you know, Marco Dano had a good stretch run last year of Columbus. Didn't knock it out of the park early with Chicago. But, you know, they got basically two late first-round picks for Andrew Ladd as a rental. We'll see if he resigns in Chicago. The, uh, the Hawks would have to clear some space. Who needs to keep pace with Chicago, in your opinion, Bruce? Well, we were talking about this. It's funny you say that. We were talking about this on the radio today and I said the LA Kings like I think if the L I think the LA Kings are sitting there and going geez I think we got to make a move and I think we got to make a move right now um you know I think the I'm not sure the Anaheim Ducks feel like they have to make a move but don't you think they're sitting there saying the same thing because both those teams have to go if they're going to get to the Stanley Cup final they're they're probably going to have to go through Chicago at some point or another and I I just in my opinion, that's the two teams, and, and not not least of which to say what it does to the teams in the East. Yeah, you know, I look at uh, right now Anaheim's playing Santorelli on their first line right wing. 
right? They got Perron going with Getzlaf. Uh, Ricard Raquel's really come on this year. He's centering Perry on the second line. They got uh, the combination that was good in the playoffs last year, Kessler and Silverberg. That was their second line last year. They went head-to-head against Taze until game seven. And then Getzlaff wanted the matchup at home, and Taze took him to the woodshed, and the Hawks got the win in Game 7. But to me, Anaheim needs one more winger. they got lots of cap space, over $8 bucks in cap space, so they can take on a pretty good player. And, you know, and they've got lots of – and the other thing is they've got lots of defensemen in their system, don't they? So they could – Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they can give up a piece that another team may want. Well, they got to – you know, it's funny because they're not trading Theodore. Like, he's going to be on their team next year. And and that brings us back to the Oilers. I mean, I look at Anaheim. they got Hampus Lindholm, who wants big money, and they got uh, Sammy Votnin, who wants big money. They're both restricted free agents. And they got Theodore and Brandon Montour, who I think is from your neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's coming up, too. He actually leads their firm team in scoring. He's a real good puck-moving defenseman, plays a bit like Mike Green. Um, and I, I could see, you know, Perron's money comes off the books. They got a couple other guys that have expiring contracts there. Chris Stewart. I could see the Ducks. You know, they'll pay Lindholm, but I could see them maybe moving Vatnin plus to to get themselves a, a higher end scoring. And the Oilers have got a couple of those guys in the mix that might be potentially available. So we'll have to wait and see if that ends up happening. Well, you know, it's interesting, Bob, because there's been so much talk, and 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 I just think that uh, I would be surprised if a lot of teams wait until Monday morning. I kind of get the sense that maybe it'll be a busy weekend here. But not on the blockbuster level for Edmonton. Well, I just don't see I don't see the ability to do the blockbuster right now. I just, you know, the teams that are contending and you're not are you going to get your best offers right now? Cuz the teams that are contending may not may not give up their best players. People are going to have to figure out their cap space in the summer. I I, yeah. I think in the blockbuster territory, it's probably you got to wait till the off season. Good stuff, Bruce, as always. Thank you for your time. We'll stay in touch. Good to talk to you. Have a good weekend. Yep, from Post Media out of Ottawa. Longtime Ottawa Sunrider, Bruce Garriock, and you'll be seeing him doing some work with TSN this weekend as well. We'll take a quick time out. And this is Oilers Now from Anaheim, California. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 124 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer joining you, telling you, you can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now, email us Oilers Now at 630chat.com, our call in number is 780-496-0063. Please don't ask me for who's got the right stuff when I give you the six core guys I would keep, and then come back to me and say, yeah, but who's got the right stuff? Um... Have you ever been to the Coaldale Arena? ATB Financial has. That's where they surprised young head coach Colby Stone and ATB Home Ice Hero with $5,000. Watch Colby's story. Nominate your own Home Ice Hero at atb.com backslash Home Ice Bob Stoffer with you. Reminding you that some guests on our show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, the right choice for a celebration for the census with three convenient locations to serve you, Northgate, downtown, and Southside. Uh, I can, uh, Brendan, we thought that we were going to see Anders Nielsen get the start in the second of the back-to-back. It is going to be Cam Talbot. And I know there's some uh, confusion out there on Twitter. Uh, I can tell you that uh, Anders Nielsen, as of right now, has not been traded for those that are going to text and say, wait a sec, they changed their mind, this must mean he's traded. Or did I say Talbot? I meant Nielsen. As of right now, Nielsen has not been traded. Um, There may, I I know that there's rumors out east that uh, Buffalo's backup, Chad Johnson, might be in play. 
I think there are a couple teams looking for a backup goaltender, but Talbot will start tonight for the Oilers. The Oilers' number one uh, guardian against the Anaheim uh, Ducks. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us, Oilers Now. Uh, let's get to some text. Uh, Bob, why trade Yakupov? Aikens destroyed his confidence. He has the potential to be a top scorer. There's a reason why he was drafted first overall. That one comes to us from Wes. Um, I don't think that there's any question that Nail struggled under Dallas Aikens. Um, lots of players. I, I think that Yakupov and, uh, and Justin Schultz were two of the guys that were maybe going the right there. They they weren't perfect players, but they seemed to be headed in the right direction under Ralph Kruger. There was a change made. Um, ultimately, 75% of everything's on a player, in my opinion, but it does sometimes matter how organizations handle players. Uh, but Nail's got to improve a lot of aspects in his game. Okay, fair enough. Uh, JT, who's uh, a beauty, a big friend of mine, just Texas show stuff. Uh, you got the right stuff. Said no one ever. Obviously, JT, you've been talking to my wife again. <laughs> uh, Dean from Prince Albert says, Bob, bring on Doug McLean while Elliot's out. Uh, he brings a different outlook on things, and I enjoy him on Sportsnet. You know what, Dean from Prince Albert? I used to have Doug McLean on my show for two years. And he was uh, an excellent guest, and he did bring things from a different perspective as a former general manager in the league. Um, some might say he's better on TV than he was as a hockey manager. Others might say he was competent manager, given some financial limitations uh, in uh, in Columbus. You can text us at 630-630. Uh, Keith says, Bob, who's got the eye of the tiger? <laughs> hey, who? <laughs> Playing off of the right stuff. Oh, man, that's funny. You know what you got to do for me, Brendan, when we come back? Can you play me some Survivor? I think I need some Survivor today. When we come back, uh, what the heck? We'll open up the phone lines a bit, get to some more text, tweets, and emails. This is Orders Now. Off to a 630 Jet News weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.